Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, Greg Haynes here, and welcome to the latest Full Throttle. It's the bike racing podcast from Eurosport for Wednesday, the 3rd of April, 2019. Well, it's episode 7 this week of the new series, already episode 7, and that's quite apt, actually, because the man joining us for the next 20 minutes or so is number 7, Chaz Davis from Aruba Ducati in the World Superbike Championship. Complete coincidence, that, by the way, that we've got rider number seven in episode number seven. We'll admit that. But ironically, he's had seven race wins at this weekend's venue, Motorland Aragon in Spain. And he really needs more victories. He really does, the Welshman, because he's only scored 18 points so far this year. That's an average of just three points per race for the man who's finished runner-up to Jonathan Ray in three of the last four seasons and on the other occasion, just missed out because of some team tactics from Kawasaki in Qatar at the end of 2016. So what do you do in this situation? Runner-up to Ray in 2015, 17 and 18, and all of a sudden you've got only 18 points after six races this year. And to make matters worse, your teammate Alvaro Bautista, in for MotoGP, has dominated the championship so far. Far from ideal circumstances, but Chaz was really good to join us for this week's Full Throttle podcast, and I'm pleased to say, sounding very upbeat indeed as he heads towards Motorland. Well, Chaz, thanks for joining us. Every time we seem to chat, you seem to be on the road, on your hands free, but uh, it sounds like you're doing a lot of miles on the road once again this year. Yeah, non-stop. Uh, always, you're going somewhere. If, it's, if you're not an aeroplane, it's generally in the van. What about the season so far then? How would you say it's gone for you so far? We all know it's not been the easiest of starts, but you seem happy, you seem relaxed, which is great moving towards Aragon. Um, yeah, obviously it's not been good at all. Um, it's been you know, really, really substandard, but it is what it is. I'm trying my best, everybody's trying their best, and not quite there yet with the, the feeling with the bike, and need to just make some inroads in um, getting, me, getting me a bit more comfortable with it. Um, so yeah, for that reason, I think that I felt like we learned a lot over the Cinnab Island weekend, um, and then we put that into practice at Chang, and that was a step better again, uh, especially on Sunday at Chang, it was looking quite good. And then um, obviously we didn't have a luck on the side that weekend, but at least we took some steps forward because it was 
it was uh, a disappointing weekend in Chang, but at least we went the right direction. So regardless of results, I could have won the race or I could have finished 15th. Um, the most important thing is leaving there with a bit of a, a better direction um, of which to go, just to get me that bit more comfortable on the bike surface. That's about where it's at at the minute. Um, and, yeah, we'll just keep keep plugging away until, uh, yeah, till we get there. I suppose, obviously, because you were injured in the pre-season and you've lost out there, which was the main issue, does this show, in a way, how high the level is in the field this year? Because it's not like you've just been fourth or fifth. You know, Australia, it was like an extended test session, wasn't it? But everyone else, the level seems to be so high with the Yamahas and the other bikes in the mix there. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is high this year, the level. There's a lot of guys on good bikes and more good bikes in the mix. Um, so, yeah, it's made things tougher in that respect. But um, for myself, just trying to get up to speed, I've definitely felt like Phillip Island was a bit of a test session and to a certain extent Thailand was as well. It, it feels like I'm learning so much that it's hard to, to feel like I'm with, I'm in a uh, sort of comfortable situation knowing the package 100% because it's really not like that at the minute. It's a little bit like I'm still learning. So that's where it's at. So do you think, ironically, it would have been easier for you to start the season with the V-Twin bearing in mind the lack of development time and setup time you've had with the new bike? Um, well, it's, it's a kind of a pointless subject to, to get into. We've got the new bike. It's, it's clearly from Alvaro, what he's been doing, it's clearly uh, a fair weapon if you can get the, the right feeling with it. And that's what I'm working towards. So, um, yeah, it's just taking, taking time. Some riders jump on new bikes and it, it goes like clockwork and other riders take time and Currently, for me, it is taking taking time, but obviously the potential is like there. So you can look back at the past, and sometimes I can bring up, you know, the V2 did this, or you know, I want to do this with the V4, you know, in comparison with the V2. But it's really that useful. You've got to concentrate on the, the current moment, and uh, you know, and just keep on keep on working with the current package. And how's it feeling then now that you're you know, back up to full fitness and able to enjoy riding the bike, I guess, a bit more? I mean, visually, and I don't ride, but visually you can see it's a very different riding position, isn't it? It seems completely different to what it was before. Yeah, it is. And that's something we're still working on. Um, it's had a pretty disruptive winter. Um, so it wasn't the smoothest of winters tested. I didn't feel like I ever really made the bike mine where... Now, after these first two races, we're, we are slowly making the bike mine. Things are getting more comfortable. I'm figuring out, figuring out what I need from it. And even undoing some of the wrong turns that I made in winter with the setup um, and riding position, stuff like that. So um, you know, I'll hold my hands up that I've definitely made some, some mistakes this winter with electronic setup, with chassis setup, riding position. But I think it's just a consequence of not being 100% fit and getting limited laps in. Yeah, well, that's very honest of you. Not all other riders would have been so honest, I'm sure. But in terms of Alvaro, what do you make of what he's done so far? Because we knew he was going to be strong, I think, but not quite this strong. Yeah, he's done an amazing job so far, obviously. He's swept the board and making us all look a bit average. Um, but I think you know, he's come in... Uh, off the back of a good second half of the season last year, jumped on the bike. It's pretty familiar to him and quite comfortable. 
Um, his confidence is high, and you know, obviously, starting the season as he did in Philip Island, confidence breeds confidence, and then he's just rolled on uh, with that sort of confidence in Chang. So, um, yeah, he can't take anything away from him at all. He's done an amazing job, and things are really look like they're working for him, and he looks pretty comfortable. So, um, well, I think we'll just have to wait a little bit to see just how the rest of the season shakes out when you get to some of the more scratchy tracks like Imola and um, Mortimer or even places that don't have you know, long straights like Buriram or uh, even Aragon I think he's going to be he's going to be really strong there because it's a, kind of a big fast open flow and track in, in most of it um, so yeah I think we'll start to see maybe a little bit more the, the situation happened and how do you think of you know what do you think of the championship in general so far this year the facts I suppose Jonathan's still very much up there isn't he banking all these second places behind Alvaro so Ducati must know the threat is still very much there yeah we've only just finished round two and there's a long way to go so um, you know, anything can happen and we are getting to different tracks and different guys will be in the mix and like I said Johnny's been pretty steady away so far and and collecting points and um, we'll just have to see how it shakes out it's probably from a spectator's point of view I guess it's more interesting um, at the minute and there could be could be a bit of upset uh, going on well there is a bit of upset going on um, and we'll see how long it continues for I suppose yeah they're sort of a bit on the back foot at the moment aren't they and everyone else has been in that position the last few years yeah well only Alvaro is putting them on the back foot at the minute apart from that um, Johnny he would have he would have won every every race if it wasn't for Alvaro, which is a, a similar situation to some of the staff in the last year. Uh, you can say that about me. I would have won every race if it wasn't for Johnny Ray. So, um, but try not to not to create too much of a storm after the first round about you know, talking about inferior bikes and, and what have you. Just tip the hat to Alvaro and, and get on with it. And yeah, that's what I thought in that situation. Yeah, I agree with you. A lot of people who should know better always jump the gun, don't they? There's a hell of a long way still to go. What about the Aragon test then? You had a test there recently. That must have left you feeling a lot more confident, bearing in mind the next races are there. Yeah, it was good. It couldn't have come at a better time, really, because, uh, as I said, made steady progress at Philip Island, left there with a lot of unanswered questions and then um, answered some of those in, in Thailand, really had a productive weekend there. And then uh, the Aragon test was perfect timing because I was you know, with a head full of uh, full of ideas that I wanted to try on the bike and, and little things that are quite tricky to try on our race weekend. So it was a good opportunity to put that all, um, well, to try it all really and just to, to figure out more what, what I need for the bike. And yeah, it was productive. There's still some steps to make, but it was definitely probably the best couple of days I've had on the bike so far. So do you reckon, and I hate asking this question in a way, but do you reckon you'll be up there fighting for podiums again now when we get back to Europe? Yeah, that's the aim. I think we need to get back there. Uh, realistically, our pace in Thailand was, on Sunday, was not that far off podium pace. Um, you know, it was, I'm still not 100% confident, so once I, get, once I get that feeling back of being able to, to push the bike as hard as what I'd like to be able to push it, then... Yeah, I think we can see ourselves 
back up their fight at the podium hopefully sooner rather than later. And is it fair to say, Chaz, and obviously if it's not fair to say, please tell me, but is it fair to say that because you are some way behind in the points now, there's sort of any pressure that there was is sort of off completely and you can literally just enjoy each race as it comes? Yeah, yeah, it is a bit like that. Um, I don't know how many points I've scored these first two races, definitely not that many. I'm not even sure if we're into double figures, but... Um, so yeah, I'm way on the back foot, and the first thing before, even in the last year, before you start thinking about points, it's just like, just want to get that feeling back where uh, you can, I feel like I can ride to my potential and, and get the best out of myself. That's the main thing. I want to leave a, want to leave a race weekend being like, right, I did everything there. I felt like I rode really good, even if it's you don't get on the podium but I felt like I, I really jumped with the bike and, and things happened but I'm leaving the weekend a bit like oh, you know that was a not fully comfortable I'm still lacking in this area or that area and it's quite frustrating as a rider because you know there's a lot more in you you just you know, you're trying to unlock it um, as best you can but uh, yeah we'll keep, keep chipping away you are in double points by the way double figures uh, 18 so you are so I can please to tell you that massive yeah, <laughs> no, but that's the good thing about it. You're not pretending you've not made mistakes. You know, other people in the past may have done that, but you're being particularly honest about the whole thing. Well, it's just as it is, really. The situation is the situation. There's no point in making excuses. And I don't have any excuses. It's just that I'm not there with the comfort of the bike yet. Clearly, the bike is a lot, has a lot more potential than what I've been able to show. Um, there's a reason for everything and until until uh, I'm fully comfortable then you won't see the sort of results that I've kind of been used to in the past but just working away as I said it'll come sooner rather than later and try not to stress about it too much and um, yeah just keep working Generally how are you finding the three race weekend so far and the fact that we've got two practice sessions on a Friday instead of three are you enjoying that? Yeah the the Friday uh, layout is pretty good. It actually seems really short compared to past years, and then Saturday and Sunday seems quite busy. So um, it's definitely different. The three race format, um, I wasn't a fan of it when it's announced. Now that we've done two weekends of it, I can say I'm still not really a fan of it. I don't see what it's adding really. Um, but it's uh, I, I guess for me it gives a little bit of extra track time which is maybe a, for the current position that I'm at maybe a, a positive to, to uh, making the next steps for the bike but yeah it's, it seems like a busy Saturday and Sunday that's for sure no it definitely definitely is what's that sprint race like that must be everyone sort of goes hell for leather in that one don't they yeah there's obviously not much well it's a different situation because there's not much tyre saving going on uh, pretty much everybody knows they can manage 10 laps and you can give the tyre all the abuse that you can manage and, it, and it'll still be alright in the end so um, yeah for that it's uh, there's not a lot of strategy but um, yeah I just don't really see what it adds I don't I suppose maybe you could argue that the, the race is a bit more chaotic which is better for the fan but I, I still get to see any of that yeah i'll be interested to see what happens in aragon with that actually and we've also got that new sex tire haven't we coming in aragon that was announced before the season started have you had much chance to test that so far um they've brought a couple of uh x tires to the first two races 
um, along with the sort of bank tyres, which we know will work and be resistant. But of the X tyres that they've bought so far, I don't think anybody's used them even in the, the short sprint race, which was supposed to be the idea behind them. So I'm not sure that it's that tyre, if it's the same one that they're bringing in Europe, I'm not sure the tyre has done what Pirelli were hoping it was going to do. So I think we can probably say if the tyre is the same in Aragon, I haven't seen the tyre sheet yet, but I think we can say if, if it's the same one, then I don't think you'll see that many people running it uh, on the weekend. It's not like you change um, just because we're in Europe, I don't think. And finally, Chaz, what's the sort of plan for you? I guess now you've done the test, you could say you, you guys are one step ahead of everyone else, but what are you saying to yourself that like you want to get done in Friday practice when you get to Motorland? Um, I just want to be consistently comfortable, really, more than anything. I think that's the, the starting point. Um, and I felt like I finished on that note at the test. So if I can pick up from where I finished, then that'll be the, the goal on Friday. Um, I think that there was a few things at the test where we figured out, but we didn't really have time to put the full package together. So where we start on Friday will be um, the setup as we everything that we figured out from the setup, we'll put together and we'll see how it works. There you go, lovely stuff. Chaz Davis throwing his name into the mix then as a potential first non-Bautista winner of 2019. But as we said in the interview there, Aruba Ducati were testing at Motorland just a couple of weeks ago, so you have to think it's going to be advantage Ducati once again let's see what happens though on that long back straight just under a kilometre in length I was chatting with our co-commentator James Whitton the other day and he reckons perhaps they won't be quite so far ahead in terms of top speeds this time as it's a downhill straight so it might negate some of the differences we saw in Thailand and might just allow the Yamahas and the Kawasaki's and the other bikes to stay a little bit closer to the flying red bike but if it's got about 25 more horsepower which is what they reckon that's going to be tough either way, isn't it? We will see what happens, though. We'll be live, as we will be at all of the European rounds again this year with Friday practice. James and I in the commentary box. Matt Roberts will be at the circuit as well in our extended coverage this year on Eurosport. He'll be at all of the European rounds presenting from the Paddock and Pit Complex with Charlie Hiscott and, of course, James Whittam himself. And he's going to be a busy boy running back and forth between the commentary box and the pit lane. So, uh, Whittam, if you're listening... In the words of Alan Partridge, better learn to jog again quickly. But before the next Full Throttle podcast, which is coming up next Wednesday, special treat for you all on Tuesday because there's a brand new show coming up. Part of the Full Throttle series, but a new show coming up from the BSB Media Day at Silverstone. Can't tell you any more than that right now, but check out iTunes and Spotify and the Eurosport website and social media channels for that next Tuesday. So a special helping of podcast next week, this new special show on Tuesday, and then the regular full throttle Aragon debrief on Wednesday. But many thanks on this occasion to Chaz Davis, and we'll speak to you from the commentary box in Aragon on Friday. Bye for now.